Blog Talk Radio. John St. Germain welcoming you to episode 167 of the Crystal Silence League Hour. Why don't you grab yourself a crystal and a drink and come back in about a minute and we'll dive into this week's episode. See you in just a minute. you back. I hope you weren't lulled into a uh, soporific stupor. Uh, we're uh, dwelling on the topic of the mind tonight and how to manifest your dreams into reality. We've been talking about new thought and its rules, and we're talking about our founder, uh, Mr. Claude Conlon, and how he discovered that with the aid of a crystal, the manifestation of the laws and techniques of new thought became much more effective. And uh, we could talk a little bit about crystals, and we shall in just a little bit. In fact, our crystal of the week is a very interesting one. I'd like to remind you that the Crystal Silence League, which was founded by Mr. Claude Conlon around 1917, was founded with the idea of projecting and distributing positive thoughts and affirmation and prayer to all those in need of such. And he formed the Crystal Silence League, uh, for this purpose, and uh, people could join very easily. They would, uh, a variety of ways, he advertised in magazines, etc., and people would send him thoughts and prayers on postcards and requests. They could buy crystals from him and books and literature, and we actually have a couple of books that you can purchase from our gift shop on uh, ways to use the codes and projection methods and the use of a crystal ball. You can buy crystal balls from us as well. And you can post prayers, and prayer is always free at the Crystal Silence League. You find us at www.crystalsilenceleague.org. 
You can also find us via missionaryindependentspiritualchurch.org. You can find us at the Association of Spiritual Churches.org. Many ways to find us. So if you go to there, you see that we have a page where you can post prayer, and prayer is always free. We never charge you for prayer. And uh, so before we go to our prayer, though, let's talk about our uh, crystal of the week, which is uh, Thulite, which is a reddish-pink crystal. And so... um, um, it's very interesting. It's connected to the third eye and the heart chakras. And um, so with uh, being connected to these uh, two chakras, it will resonate to both of them, and it connects awareness with empathy. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you that this is a very uh, good crystal to work with to transform uh, the cynicism of emotional disappointment into a joyful acceptance and a uh, a reborn um, willingness to accept love again. And uh, a lot of times when you've had bad emotional experiences, you become your heart becomes hard and stony, and there's a type of cynicism you can develop. And uh, through light is very good at softening the heart and opening it again to uh, be. Uh, more uh, adventurous in your emotional risk taking and uh, this is um, a good one to work in that area it's also good good for oddly enough um, if you're a performer or if you're a speaker this is a good one to have if you suffer from uh, butterflies you know from stage fright it also helps you uh, express yourself to express your inner thoughts and to uh, arouse hidden gifts, it summons your muse. The light is a uh, a hard stone, so um, you can uh, use it to make a direct infusion. Just immerse it in water, set it in the sun or the moon. Uh, I prefer to have my crystals encased, however, so I'll put it in water, or I'll put it in a, a container before I put it in the water. Uh, what I've been doing is um, getting a container. You can buy these uh, water bottles that have a uh, uh, a recess in the bottom of them. You unscrew the bottom, you put your crystal in it, and screw it, and uh, put your water in it, and the crystal never comes in contact with the water itself. You can also do this with a wine bottle that has a, a depression in the bottom. You set the crystal uh, on the table fill the wine bottle with water and set it over the crystal and let the crystal diffuse its uh, vibrations through the water. Uh, but that's through light. It's our crystal of the week. It's a very nice one. I enjoy, I enjoy it. It's one of the first reddish-pink crystals I ever had. I, I just wanted a uh, red crystal to add to my chakra set, and I just found it, and I was uh, very glad I did. Very happy that I did. Now, if you'll go to uh, crystalsilenceleague.org, you'll notice we have uh, lots of prayers. We get sometimes 100 to 200 prayers a week. Sometimes we have slow periods, and sometimes we get inundated with prayers. And our practice is uh, many of our pastors will print out 10 or more prayers and put them under the crystal balls. Sometimes we'll print out a month of prayers at a time 
and put them under our crystal balls. We pray for them. And I usually pray for about, um, I I print out 40 prayers at a time uh, on Tuesdays and pray for them. And I read some of these prayers out loud. And if you'd like, uh, get your crystal. I have a big crystal in front of me when I do this show. I broadcast not only along Blog Talk Radio, but also along the uh, sacred ether plane. Uh, and you can read along with me. And we do prayer IDs. So we'll do prayer ID number 79843, who wants financial restitution. And she says, since August 2018, in September, I filed a complaint against a, a theft of a bike. Help me to resolve this. There's a court date on March 28th, 2019, to see the judge for restitution. And I'm waiting on LV's advocate to hurry and the prosecutor to make a restitution for my loss and damage in the name of Jesus. Amen. So prayer ID 79842. Help me to get more clients online in my e-store. And there's a link there. I need to pay my rent and my ruin is pretty house and my car insurance. Uh, Thanks for the universe for what I got. Life, health, good family, aunts, people in the church, and good friends. Help me to win a lot of money in casino, lottery drawing, in this moon phase to be rich. And protect me in this planet Earth to lose weight and to protect me. Amen. All those reasonable goals. Prayer ID 79841. Please get me away from these no good people. Help me move on and forget they exist. Protect me from meeting more people like them and help me right now. Amen. And prayer ID 79840, who prays for a new start. The time has come for a new start between two that belong together. Amen. And prayer ID 79839, please pray for me to be healthy. I'm having a problem with my health and need prayers and healing. I want to be around to see my oldest grandson graduate from high school. He is my pride and joy. My son has custody of him, and he stays with me four nights a week. Please, please pray that I am healthy to be able to live to see him fulfill his dream of graduating from high school. My son and I are all he has. May God always bless you. Thank you, and amen. And here's prayer ID 79838, who's praying for her cat and her best friend, and says, Please pray for my teenage cat's health. She is my emotional support animal and a reincarnation of my mother. I'm broke due to moving to escape bullying and being discriminated against by an employer. Money will be coming from the employer settlement Please pray that money or credit comes fast so that I can provide for her. Please pray for my kitty cat to be made as good as you. God bless you. Amen. And here's prayer ID 79837. Please pray for N, who is facing the judge today, that the court reject the DA's felony battery charge as he is innocent of battery. He never laid a finger on anyone during the incident in question. The charges brought against him are fueled by false testimony of our ex-friend. Hurt by our rejection, a felony will hurt his future measurably. He's guilty of verbal assault, but no more. God bless you. Amen. 
Prayer ID 79836. My private family lawyer will win my lawsuit settlement for injustice done unto me, humiliated and embarrassing vindication, justice, bill of rights, and constitutional amendment rights have been violated that the judge and court be in my favor and be paid attitude of gratitude, be able to live better, be paid within a month. Amen. Prayer ID 79835. Everyone, please pray for my court case for children's custody of my young daughters. My children are three and four years old, and their narcissistic father is trying to take my girls away from me by saying I am an unfit mother. He is a true narcissistic sociopath and very unstable physically, financially, and emotionally. He has planned, plotted my arrest to take my children away from me because of submission. Please help and pray for the sake of my children. They are in danger. Amen. Prayer ID 79831. I pray to attract some new loving, loyal, fun, beautiful friends that will love me for me and to attract or bring me the handsome FS, loving, respectful, fun, compatible man that's going to be down with me through thick and thin, have my back, that loves kids. I need a team of good hearts around me. Amen. Hey, let's have a moment of silent prayer for all those in need of comfort and support, affirmation, money, prosperity, luck, and blessings. Amen. I would like to remind everybody that the 12th Annual Association of Independent Spiritual Churches Hoodoo Heritage Festival will be held uh, this May 11th and 12th, 2019. 
in Forestville, California. This is the 12th consecutive year that we have sponsored uh, this. It used to be the Missionary Independent Church sponsoring it. Now the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church has been amalgamated into the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. And this is the last one that will be hosted by Miss Cat Ironwood. It won't be the last one that she'll be attending, but the last one she'll be hosting. It won't be the last one. There'll be news about about that. Um, it will be hosted by other uh, people. Uh, members of the AISC will be hosting it from now on. Um, won't say who, but it will be. Um, but there'll be um, hands-on conjure training workshops, and this is going to be a very good one. They're all very good. This will be very good. So come join presenters John St. Germain, your humble reverend, uh, Miss Catherine Ironwood, Lady Muse, Papa Newt, Deacon Millet, Mama E, Angela Marie Horner, Miss Robin, and other special guests for classes, hands-on workshops, and panel discussions in African-American folk magic, root work, and hoodoo. We have registration for classes now. See links um, to um, get it. Go to hoodooheritagefestival.com to get your tickets. I will tell you that you can get Saturday-only tickets. You can get Saturday Presenters Banquet tickets, Sunday-only tickets, or the full weekend two-day tickets. I will be your master of ceremonies, your host throughout the whole weekend. The um, I'll tell you that Saturday we have five presenters. Um, we have uh, a banquet um Saturday uh five five one hour hoodoo training classes uh you'll have take home goodie bags with uh five with i think five new books i believe um uh, one book for every workshop uh Sunday there will be five more hands on hoodoo training classes, possibly six. Um, more goodie bags of spiritual supplies and again I think five new books including the red folder a companion book to the black folder Um, and um, uh, we're going to have a a banquet each day with the entertainment so uh, do not miss this do not miss this Um, each year these get better and better this will be held um, on site at Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. It will be wonderful, wonderful. There are limited tickets to the Saturday Presenter Banquet. These tickets are limited. So get them while you can. They're going fast. We've only announced this a few days ago, and tickets are going fast. HoodooHeritageFestival.com. Go to our Facebook pages. Check the links. We're promoting this quite a bit. Do not miss it. Do not miss it. You can go to my website, Missionary Independent Spiritual Church website, Crystal Silence League website, Lucky Mojo website, Association of Independent Spiritual Church website, uh, all of our LMC radio website, all of our websites. You can find it very easily. All right, so we're talking about Manifesting, manifesting dreams into reality. And um, in the past uh, few episodes, we've been talking about the laws 
of New Thought. I'll tell you that there are quite a few laws. We know about the law of attraction. That comes from New Thought. And um, I have uh, rhapsodized quite a bit about my problems with how uh, the law of attraction is taught. It's taught poorly. Uh, the idea is that internal states manifest externally. Uh, and as far as that goes, it's true. And uh, books such as The Secret and um, Ten Spiritual Laws of Success, etc., um, do teach the fundamental truth about it in that if you uh, think about success, continually success will come to you. There's a lot more to it than that, though. Uh, the power needed to change reality has got to come from somewhere. You you just can't make wishes and have them manifest. Now, for a short amount of time, if you follow these rules, you will manifest. And people tell these stories right after The Secret came out. People were manifesting all kinds of things for a while. And then came the rebound effect that many people noticed. They said, yeah, I've been manifesting football tickets and manifesting a raise at work and manifesting new love partners. But then it's like the opposite occurred. And I hear this a lot. The opposite occurred. It's like all of a sudden all this bad stuff started happening. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, new Thought recognizes that. And and I'll tell you why this happens. We all have a, like a storage battery, a reserve within us, uh, like a, a spiritual uh, reserve of energy that we can call upon during bad times. And this is what we're throwing out there when we start practicing the law of attraction. We call upon that. It's like having a, a battery. It's like if your lights go out and you have a flashlight in your drawer, you turn that flashlight on so you can see in the dark. But that flashlight won't burn all night. The power has to come back on, right? So when you're manifesting, you're draining that battery. Eventually that battery will drain and then there goes all your good luck. There goes all that stuff you're manifesting. All your blessings are gone unless there's something to recharge it. So the new thought people knew that you had to do spiritual exercises to put yourself in touch with the divine mind, the great source of all consciousness. That's why there was attraction work and projection work. You had to attract it and then project it. So it was two parts. So what uh, um, unfortunately, what the uh, law of attraction, as it's taught, is really projection work. They're they're projecting. They're they're reaching out and grabbing, um, but they're not teaching you how to create. They're teaching you how to create, but not how uh, not how to tap into um, the raw material that you're creating from. And so, yes, for a while you're all charged up. You're, you're manifesting, 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 but after a while, you're all drained, and uh, you burn out, and this is why you don't hear that much about the secret anymore. Oprah took it off her website because people were, were saying it's not working. It's just not working for me. Uh, of course, the secret was a book written by committee. Eighteen people went into it, and they wrote it, I think, in eight weeks. There's a lot I could tell you about the secret. I think I, I have, in fact. 
if you want to study law of attraction, go to the source, go to New Thought. Um, you can get the works of uh, Mr. Conlon if you can get it. We're about to re- we're about to reproduce the uh, Crystal Silence League literature in a new format and re-release it uh, at where the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. We're going to give you that book. If you come to it, you get that book. I'm going to be doing a uh, presentation on the Crystal Silence League, in fact. And if you come to my presentation, you get that book. I'll autograph it for you and teach you how to do this stuff. So you have to connect with the source of all power, and you can manifest anything. The great masters in history the great wonder workers in history could produce miracles. They could levitate. They could um, walk across water. They could move mountains. They could uh, be in different, they could translocate. They could teleport from here to there. We don't consider this fairy tales. We don't consider this delusionary or hypnosis. We believe they could really do it because people today, um, if you, Look, if you just look for these uh, eyewitness accounts, still do it. They are very careful about, um, you know, they don't get on the news and do it. They don't let a lot of people know about it, but they do it. They do it. Miracles, these so-called miracles can be produced. And we we actually talked about, um, you know, the story about where the 98-pound woman picks up a car to free the child under it um, on one of the shows I listed. I I was curious about that. I wanted to find it. I found like 25 stories where that happened, 45 documented episodes where a tiny person picked up a car. One was uh, a guy was working on his car in the garage, and he started screaming. His wife went in, uh, and he was pinned under the car with the Jacksville, and she picked it up and held it up long enough to where she called – uh, the paramedics on her cell phone. So not only did she pick it up, but she held the car up while she called, made the phone call. So was she holding it up with one hand? I don't know. She was, she was like the Hulk or something and held the car up until they came and, and uh, got her husband out from under it. So there's not just one story about this. It's not a one-time thing. I found about 25 cases of it that were documented so these people, and they say, well, adrenaline, adrenaline. Well, I've been adrenalized, and I've lifted weights. You know, you know what a car weighs? You know, I, I'm sorry. Adrenaline doesn't give you that kind of uh, invulnerability to muscle strain. I've, I've lifted weights, and I've torn muscles and stuff, and I've, I've been adrenalized. And if you've ever been to a bodybuilding gym, um, this is what they do. They go, ooh, ooh, come on, pick it up, man. You're, you're a beast. You're a beast. And they get all adrenalized, and they – they hurt themselves. You, you, you know, you'll hurt yourself. I don't care how adrenalized you are. And by the way, these guys inject adrenaline in steroids. You, you, you know what steroids are? You know, it, it, it's a uh, it's a cocktail, one of which is adrenaline. So no, don't tell me it's adrenaline. I'm sorry, those skeptical um, explanations don't work. They are tapping into a source of power intuitively. Uh, without thinking about it. And this is the source of power, um, the source from which everything rises and falls, the source of creation that we're talking about. And if you can tap into that, 
you can do anything. You really can. You can do anything. And what holds us back is this idea that um, that this word, and I, and I hate this word, impossible. And I'll tell you that that line separating the possible from the impossible is as thin and as fragile as a soap bubble. And all we got to do is pop it, make it go away. It's not a concrete wall, impossible. An impossible, not a concrete wall. It's a soap bubble, and all you got to do is pop it. You know, get that word out of your vocabulary. Impossible, and you, you know these smug, uh, uh, rational people say, "Well, in, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof." No, they don't. They require exactly as much proof as any other claim. And what I'm claiming to, what my claim is this: if if you can conceive something. If you can conceive it, if you can get it in your mind and really get it in your mind, you can achieve it. That was that was the claim of uh, many New Thought people. If you can if you can conceive it, you can achieve it. it. It's not possible to think of something that's not real. And you say, well, I can think of a unicorn, but you can't conceive it. And there's a difference between thinking and conceiving. And by the way, unicorns existed. Um, they weren't the unicorns that you see like on My Little Pony, but historically, they existed. They're mentioned in the Bible, and uh, they're they're mentioned historically. But look them up. They were they were rather ugly beasts, but there was a one-horned animal within historical times. Uh, people hunted them. Look them up. Uh, I forget the name of them, but but they existed. They just weren't you know, horses with horns. But if you can conceive it, you can manifest it in reality. But you have to conceive it. I don't mean think of it. You can imagine anything. You can say, well, you know, I can I can think of flying to the moon and back. Can you conceive it? Can you conceive it? Though conceiving is a different thing. Conceiving means birthing. You conceive a baby. Can you conceive it? And that idea of conception is very important. Conceive it, conceive it. So we're going to take station identification and come back with some ideas. Ideas about how to do this. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And we're back. We're back. Um, so we're going to look at a few ways to manifest your dreams, and um, it, it starts with conception. you got to have... A goal in mind and you have to conceive it and it helps if you can uh, draw it write it create 
what's called a vision board, cut pictures of it out, draw it, um, and have this in front of you all the time. And I've had uh, clients and uh, students who are very good at these vision boards. And uh, some of these are very simple. You know, someone says, well, I want a um, Ferrari. I want a sports car. And this is what they have at work. That's what they're working for. Uh, some people say, I'd like to have a, a more attractive body. And so they'll, you know, draw it or cut it out um, and put it in front of them. Also, this um, identification of your goal. Uh, I, I've, I've talked to people and said, so what, what is it you have in mind? And, you know, 20 minutes later, uh, <laughs> they're still describing all the things they want to do. Uh, don't spread yourself too thin. Don't try to do too many things at once. And uh, this often occurs with some of my, my root work clients. They'll tell me all the root work they're doing, and uh, they're working on 17 different things. And uh, the the more you're doing, the, the thinner you're spreading yourself. And it takes a lot of energy to do spell work. And I've uh, I've spent a lot of time, a lot of my consultation is uh, setting priorities. So if your life is complicated and you're trying to manifest, make three piles. And this is what you do when you're organizing your life, right? You make three piles. What do I keep? What do I throw away? And what do I uh, donate? So um, I make three piles like that. Here are my goals. Here are things I have to do during the day. And when I wake up in the day, believe me, um, I'll have 150 emails and I'll have phone calls. So what what do I have to do now? What can I put off until tomorrow? And what is just not essential? I can put it off indefinitely. So when you have all these goals, you look at your life and it's a mess. It's just a mess. You go, I got all this stuff. What do you have to get done now? What is a future goal? And what are just things that you just like to do, but you don't really have to? You know, just stuff, you know, I'd like to do that, but it's not essential. What's urgent? What is urgent? And what's something that's out there on the horizon? And you'll find if you do this that some of these uh, smaller goals will actually uh, set paving stones towards some of your bigger goals. Organize them and then set a smaller goal. Set realistic goals. I've... Um, I've had people uh, call me and say, yeah, yeah, I want, I want a great job that makes 50000 a year, 100000 a year, um, 500000 a year. What do you do now? Well, I don't really – not really doing anything now. Uh, well, what kind of job? I don't really know. don't really know what kind of job I want. Well, what are you doing? Well, I live in my parents' basement. Well, why don't we just manifest you a job, <laughs> you know, get you out talking to an employer and get you some, some kind of job, you know, even if it's 20000 a year and, and work you up to that. 500,000 a year, you know, if you went out and somehow or other manifested, talked yourself into that uh, $500,000 a year job, you wouldn't know what to do with it. The responsibility of it, uh, it, it'd blow your mind. So uh, set goals. And, and with relationships, uh, people call me and say, yeah, I, I burned a true love candle trying to get a, my soulmate and uh, it didn't work. I didn't get, well, well, tell me about your love life. And they had one bad relationship five years ago. And uh, so you haven't dated since? No, not really. Did you date before that? No, not really. So uh, relationships are like any other skill. 
And it is a skill to have a relationship. You're not going to have a fairy tale relationship. You just go out, no relationship practice, meet somebody, and it's going to be perfect. It's hard. It's hard to have a relationship. It's hard to live with somebody. It really is. And there's there are skills. Conflict resolution is a skill. It's not something you do naturally. Living with someone is hard. It's not something you do naturally. Uh, uh, you know, having a household, knowing how to budget money, these are not things you, you're born knowing how to do. And if you grew up in a crazy household, how are you going to know how to do this? So manifest a date. This is why I say, well, why don't you manifest a good date first and then a second good date, then a third, and, and walk your way into this. And during those times, learn the skills you're going to need to get along with somebody. So you 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 set you identify what you want and then you identify what you need to do to get there and you manifest those steps to get there. So keep your eye on your goal. Don't set too many goals and work toward them. So then there's an attitude of joyous expectation. Um, doubt doubt will kill you in this business. Uh, joyous expectation. Once you set that goal, you say, well, it's going to happen. And then you wait, you just say, it's going to happen. And uh, in fact, you say, it is happening. Expect something wonderful to happen, and it's happening. Um, it's a process that's happening. And uh, you got to be very careful of how you spend your energy. Uh, you don't want to go through this process tired all the time. Be very conscious of your energy. Um, and be conscious of the flavor of your energy. You want your energy to be attractive. You're attracting. And we always talk about positive energy, and uh, people say, well, don't be around negative people. I don't think it's got anything to do with the people that that's around you. It's how you react to them. If, you're, uh, if your own personal power is so weak that if you meet somebody who's negative that it's going to immediately change the vibration of your energy, then I think you need to strengthen your energy. Um, if if your own energy is so weak and your own mindset is so weak that if you read somebody pissing and moaning on Facebook and it ruins your day, um, I would suggest you spend a certain amount of time each day strengthening your convictions um, or just stay off Facebook. Um, the... Um, you know, somebody I've heard people say this. Well, I was having a great day. Then I ran into so and so, and she ruined my whole day, or he ruined my whole day. And I'm like, really? Uh, somebody else did that. And I, I guess when I was younger, maybe. Um, uh, but when I guess I got I got to a point. Okay, there's a place within yourself that you can find or cultivate, and if you find that, it's a place from which you can't be moved. You find a place of serenity or solidarity or strength, and if you can find that place within yourself, nobody can move you from there. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying that um, I can't be gotten to. You know, I have bad days like everybody else, but it's very hard to get to me. And uh, if if uh, I do express uh, 
umbrage or anger. It's because I choose to, to make a point. And, um, and I do have bad days. I have uh, biochemistry. You know, there are days I, I wake up and I just feel like, uh, you know, and then before my coffee and, you know, I'll snap somebody's head off and stuff. I'm, I'm a human being, but I, I'm not that way all the time. And, um, I have I can make a conscious effort if I see that happening. I can make a conscious effort and say, okay, I need to go to my place of power, and then uh, I'm in control of it. So, um, be conscious of your energy when you're setting a goal. You you want to be in control most of the time. You're not going to be in control 100% of the time. You're you're going to have your moments. And uh, what I hate about this too is that there are going to be people trying to get to you. There are people who resent it when you are in control most of the time. And, um, and I've had people say this to me, um, um, because I've blown my top a couple of times and it, it took a lot to get to me to do it, but I've blown my top. And someone said, well, I thought your prayers and meditations kept you in control. And, you know, they'll say snide stuff like this. And, um, and it's like, do you realize what it took to get me to this point? You know, it, it was like two years of provocation to get me to that point, whereas most people would have blown their top after about 10 minutes of this, this type of fuckery. So, you know, don't don't even talk to me about that. If, if I told you what it was, you would just say, well, how, how did you put up with it that long? But anyway, uh, after about two years of it, I just said, OK, enough's enough. And I knew exactly what I was doing. I just said, OK, I'm just going to I'm just going to unleash hell on this trick so um i just said okay the gates are down i'm going to come out of my quiet zone and uh i i, I gave anyway i gave this guy a cursing that would have shamed satan but um it was, it was poetic too it was good and i mean it went on and on and on too um so uh being control of it it's, it's like kind of having a mean pit bull um in a junkyard and uh there's a trespasser, unchain the hound, you know. So um, the universe can destroy you or it can reward you. Um, there's a – I don't know. People tend to give the universe a lot of credit. You know, they'll say the universe um, has a plan for you, has a goal for you, has a plan, uh, destiny for you. I, I, I'm – I'm, I don't believe that. I, I don't think that you were born with a destiny. I don't think the universe has a plan for you. Um, unlike a lot of psychic readers or uh, uh, spiritual people, I'm not going to tell you that. The universe can be a very cold, mostly empty, dangerous place that can kill you in a lot of very painful ways if you're not careful. On the other hand, the universe has a lot of really good stuff waiting for you if you know how to get it. So plan. Examine yourself and see what potentials you have and see what's out there for you. There is unlimited potential for growth and prosperity and love and happiness. There's also unlimited potential for disaster and catastrophe. So don't don't limit the universe, and the universe responds to whatever you put out there. Um, the universe, if you challenge it, 
you know, if you get in his face, can crush you. However, the universe loves flattery. So be very focused on what you're going to do. Um, also, understand your desires and your wishes, but don't don't attach to them. Don't make it a life or death thing. If you don't get what you want, don't don't let it crush you. Um, don't let it crush you. If you set a goal and you don't get it, don't let it crush you. There's a, you know how you always hit a target. You you shoot an arrow in the wall, then you go over and draw a circle around it. You know, be, be prepared to change your target. If you don't get exactly what you want, but you get something from your efforts, be be grateful you got something from it. Um, a lot of times, like with spirit work, the spirits know better than we do. And so you ask for something, and you don't get what you ask for, but you get something else. You get some other kind of blessing. So don't be disappointed, you know, if you ask for apples and you get oranges. You got something. You got You got some reward for your effort. So play with the cards you dealt. Always have this gratitude you got something. You, d- you didn't get killed. You know? <laughs> you know? So you, uh, you did it. Also, don't let the past, your past be a predictor of your future. Just because something didn't work in the past, uh, just because you may have failed in the past, uh, just because a relationship didn't work in the past, just because a job didn't work in the past doesn't mean you're not going to succeed in the future. Don't dwell on the past. Don't let the past be a predictor of the future. Also, overshoot your mark. Um, you know, you set a goal. Say, well, I'm going to make. I'm going to set a goal next year of a hundred thousand dollars. You'll you'll probably, most likely, make a lot. You'll you'll make about three fourths of that. That's the law of two thirds. That's my own law, Saint Germain's law of two thirds. You know, when you invite people to a party, you'll probably get about two thirds of the people you invite. That's the law of two thirds. So, if you if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars, set a goal of about two hundred thousand. You know, you can set a goal of one hundred fifty. You'll make a hundred thousand. But set a goal of two hundred. Work toward two hundred thousand dollars. And you probably will make at least a hundred thousand, probably one hundred twenty-five thousand. So dream, dream, dream bigger. Make your dreams bigger than what you really want. Make your dreams bigger than what you really want, and you'll overshoot your mark, and you'll probably get it. So this is why it says in uh, many scriptures. This is why it says in the Bible that I tell you this for true. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Nothing nothing will be impossible to you. And so if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, imagine what you can do if you have faith as big as a marble. And what this means when it says faith, it doesn't mean you know wishing or, or uh, having a deluded belief, it means conceive it. you got to conceive it. And um, you got to be focused on it, and you have to use every bit of your will. And um, do you ever have people who are um, so skeptical they never do anything? You know, you say, well, if you conceive it, you can do it. Well, and, and they always use the uh, straw man arguments. They'll say, well, so if you if you think you can jump off a building and fly, that mean you can do it. And they always use something like that to uh, 
uh, disprove or to uh, uh, condemn something like that. They, they always use uh, the worst case example to disprove the best case. Um, and um, it, it's like people who troll the internet, and there'll be people happily talking about chakras and crystals and uh, reiki, and they'll come on and go, bollocks, you all are a bunch of deluded crazy people being taken in by con artists and then they'll point to a newspaper article where uh you know some storefront fortune teller ripped off an old lady and say that's the way all of you guys are you're all a bunch of crooks and, and they use the worst case example to disprove everything and uh you know or a policeman shoots somebody and they'll say that's the way all cops are all cops are this way well they're not you know they're not you know they're a good policeman not all lawyers are crooked not all doctors are prescribing oxycontin um to all their patients, you know that's that's not true. Um, um, not all Catholic students are racists. Uh, you, you know it's not true. It's not true. When people are using the worst case example as a straw man to condemn everybody, uh, it's not true. And the same thing about law of attraction, and it's it's become a parody of itself. You know, people say, well, you know, you can't wish for um, the ability to fly to the moon and back. Well, who wants to? That's crazy. Who even wants to do anything like that? So when we say if you can conceive it, you can achieve it, it's not possible to conceive of an impossibility. You cannot conceive of an impossibility. You cannot conceive of anything you haven't actually experienced in reality. You cannot conceive of anything you've not actually experienced in reality. You cannot. You can imagine things, but you can't conceive of anything you've not actually experienced in reality. Uh, think of something that's, that's never existed. Try to think of something that's never existed and actually conceive of it. Even people on acid trips, when they say, oh, I saw God. Well, what did God look like? They'll describe something they've seen. You know, they'll describe Krishna or uh, Buddha or Jesus. And um, the, the mind only can con can um, conceive of something it has experienced. It will it will sometimes take things that it's experienced and reconstruct it. Um, but um, you know, people say, "Oh, Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Cthulhu's a squid attached to a man." A man, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it looks horrifying because you know people distort it, but but you know the descriptions of Cthulhu say he's interdimensional and the angles are non-Euclidean and all wrong. It's a description, but if you try to imagine it, you can't. So you can't conceive of Cthulhu. You know, paintings and sculptures of Cthulhu. You know, he, he he's a man with a like an octopus face. You know. Um, um, it's it's stuff from this earth. There, you, you cannot conceive of anything you haven't experienced. Um, so, um, um, so uh, we select, pick and choose, pick and choose the elements of your reality, uh, put them together in a constructive way, and then project them outward, and. Uh, and this way you, you will construct your dream. I was um, 
I was talking today about how I segued from um, one career into the other. And someone was saying, well, you know, how do you do that? I said, well, I started 25 years ago. They said, well, how do you, how do you, how do you do, how do I, how do you do what you do? Or how do I, how do I do what you're doing? I said, well, you start 25 years ago. I started laying the groundwork of what I'm doing now about 25 or 30 years ago. I said, when I'm 55, I'm going to retire from what I'm doing and start my church. And I started laying the groundwork of this 25 years ago. You don't just stop what you're doing and start a church and, you know, become a spiritual minister. You just don't decide to do that overnight. It's like deciding if you're a plumber, well, I think I'm going to quit tomorrow and uh, become Michelangelo. I'm going to start carving statues and painting masterpieces on ceilings. You know, you just don't do that. you got to lay the groundwork for it. Um, I knew a fellow who was a doctor, and um, he decided he was going to become a jazz pianist. And um, so his his wife said, well, maybe you should take lessons <laughs> before you do that. So uh, five years later, he was playing jazz uh, on the weekends in a lounge. You know, he studied piano very intently for five years, but he didn't just quit his job when he decided he wanted to be a jazz pianist. And then the next day he started, uh, you know, playing piano. He didn't say, yeah, okay, I'm going to quit my job and go play piano in a jazz lounge. Piano is hard. Jazz is even harder. He took lessons for a long time and uh, then started playing on the weekends. And then I think about eight years later, he quit his job. As a doctor, he was playing with some jazz on is in St. Louis, and uh, he quit his job as a doctor and made made a pretty decent living uh, playing in a jazz quartet. Uh, but you know, he laid the groundwork for it before he segued into it. So you um, you set your sights on a goal, and then you you make it real. You make the reality change so that you can get it. The um, uh, it's not easy. It takes dedication. It takes sacrifice, and it takes concentration. And you want to have a lot of people tell you you can't do it because reality resists change, and it will throw obstacles in your way. And I I don't know. I can't tell you. I I haven't decided. If this is because reality really does not like change, or if it's just reality likes to challenge you, to strengthen you, to forge a stronger you, I I can't tell you, because it feels the same. It feels like there's something that likes to discourage you and hold you down and keep you where you are. It feels that way, but it also feels like there's something strengthening you. The idea is to strengthen you and bring out the best in you. But I know if you're easily discouraged, you, you're not going to change. You're not going to change. It's, it's very difficult to initiate change. And the bigger the change you're trying to initiate, the harder it is. It's like it's like rubber band. The, the more you stretch it, the harder it becomes to stretch. In reality, the coefficient of expansion, uh, the coefficient of restitution is very, very strong. It's very hard to stretch reality. It, it stretches, it, you know, it fights back. That's why it's much easier to make small changes. 
make let reality adapt to it. Make another small change, let reality adapt to it. And if you're um, very ambitious, that's hard. You want to just dive right into it, go boom, boom. And that's why it's very difficult. You know, when uh, people go on crash diets, they gain the weight back because they're trying to make too big a change. If you jump from one career into another, boom, boom, six weeks later, bam. People say, I'm going to become a musician, and they buy a guitar for Christmas. Six weeks later, it's on Craigslist. The best time to buy musical instruments and weight benches, exercise equipment, six weeks after Christmas. That's the coefficient of restitution of new hobbies, six weeks after Christmas. I bought lots and lots of harmonicas and uh, and keyboards six weeks after Christmas. Anytime I wanted to upgrade my piano or my keyboard six weeks after Christmas, because uh, you know someone does it, and then um, like some guy decides he's going to be a piano hero, and uh, his wife says, "Get that thing out of here! I'm tired of tripping on it," <laughs> and he's got to put it up for sale, or the weight bench. I'm tired of hanging my laundry on it. Get it out of here. I'm tired of tripping over it. That's the best way to buy exercise equipment or uh, musical equipment. Books on writing, uh, how to be a writer, six weeks after Christmas. Uh, you know, anytime you want to buy hobby equipment, six weeks after Christmas. they It's hard. They say, hey, this is hard. I thought it was going to be easy. They make it look so easy. No, it takes it takes effort. Change is hard. It's hard to be good at anything. And uh, um, that's why you go to used bookstores. You find so many books uh, at uh, uh, used bookstores uh, because, you know, um, there's this belief we have that if we buy a book, all we got to do is uh, buy the book and put it on our bookshelf and we'll magically absorb the knowledge. And then after a while, we buy a lot of books. And we think if we have all these books on ourselves, we'll absorb that knowledge. And then we have too many books, and we run out of room, so we have to sell some of those books so we can buy more books and put them on the shelf and absorb more knowledge. And um, and then even if you read all those books, you're not going to retain all that knowledge. Then you have to sell them and buy more books because you got to have that constant influx of knowledge. So just know this. You can conceive it, you can achieve it. But first you have to conceive it. You gotta know what you want. You gotta know what you want. And this is the question I wanna leave you with. What 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 do you want to be happy? What does it take to make you happy? And if you can answer that, you're ahead of the game. Because this is a question I ask all my clients. What do you think it would to make you happy? And this is something that stumps a lot of people. I say, when you get up in the morning, how do you picture yourself a happy day? And I will tell you that most people, if they hurt less today than they did yesterday, they think they're having a happy day. If their pain today is just a hair less than yesterday, that's a happy day. And isn't that a sad thing? What what is it? What would it take to make you happy? What's a happy day for you? And most people cannot answer that question. And I've asked people for years, what's your fantasy? 
And most people cannot even answer that. And when people do, they'll say, well, to win the lottery. And I'll say, go go beyond that. You got the money. What do you do? And they go, I don't know. But dwell on that. I'll see you next week.